you have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. Welcome to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun on the web and around the world. Life Tips President Byron White talks to the latest trendsetters about strategies to grow your business. Editor Melanie Nayer interviews celebrities and expert writers on their tips for making life enjoyable and entertaining. Now, please welcome this week's Life Tips host, Melanie Nayer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's Life Tips show. This is Melanie Nair, editor of lifetips.com. And I am flying solo today as the host of the show in an effort to hold on to what is left of summer in New England. My fearless leader and co-host, Byron White, took the afternoon off to golf with some buddies. And since Byron isn't here to spin the web marketing and SEO angle, editorial gets to dominate the show. So I'm quite excited about that. But in order to keep with Byron's theme... I wanted to devote this hour to sports and networking and uh, as a you know reporter and journalist here in Boston, sports is in our blood, our heart, our souls, and we live for it, whether it's the Red Sox, the Pats, Bruins, and of course our um, favorite teams over in New York and Chicago who help us along the way. Um, but today, you know, what I thought we'd talk about is, is networking on the course and talk a little bit about business deals made when it comes down to sports and networking opportunities. And I did a story for the Boston Globe last summer that talked about networking opportunities um, and how, you know, business deals were really made when you have a social connection. Um, and I'm always intrigued at how sports really plays a larger role in business. So we have a couple of guests today that I want to introduce you to. Our first guest is Alex Baldwin. She's the vice president of golf at the Fenway Sport Group. And Alex is the vice president, um, like I said, for the Fenway Sports Group, but she's also responsible for managing golf programs for the group's corporate clients. Um, and most recently, Alex works with the Deutsche Bank Championship, which was held here uh, in Massachusetts, down at the Tournament Players Club, and she managed the sponsorship sales to generate new partner relationships. So I welcome Alex. It's good to have you here. Thanks, Melanie. I'm excited to be here. How's everything? Everything's going great. Yeah, Everything's you've recovered great. from the DVC. I have recovered. I actually was able, even able to get in 18 holes early this morning. There you go. So <laughs> my game is back. Fabulous. Talk to me a little about your relationship with FSG and Deutsche Bank. Absolutely. Um, Fenway Sports Group, we were um, founded in 2004, and we are actually a sister company of the Boston Red Sox. Great. We, um, our, our first kind of partnership that we launched in the marketplace was with Boston College. We actually also represent all the sponsorship rights um, for BC Athletics. Super. And that was really kind of our first partnership in the market. We're dedicated to sports and entertainment marketing. Um, back in the fall, um, Jay Monahan, who was previously the executive director at the Deutsche Bank Championship, Championship, joined Fenway Sports Group and made a, a, a commitment um, in his role as, as kind of heading up new business development was to include a golf division. And in, in doing that, we really, you know, we see, um, you know, my background, his background, we were both previously at IMG together, uh, see the importance of golf and how kind of sponsorship, community, charitable integrations, um, corporate partnerships, et cetera, have grown really mm-hmm. over the years um, in the industry across kind of a broad span of, of interest groups for men, women, kids, juniors, et cetera. Um, so we um, created a partnership with the Deutsche Bank Championship where we were able to work with them in selling sponsorship and really kind of developing integrations and partnership programs yep. around the event. 
Are there, you know, when, when you deal with big businesses like a Deutsche Bank, there are yeah. always going to be sponsorship and marketing issues, um, you know, that, that come around, especially as it relates to charitable events. How do you sort of, how do you leverage that? Well, I think there are a number of different ways that you leverage it. And I think, you know, what's amazing about this event, I'll give you, you know, first of all, this event since 2003 in the first three years has been able to raise $4.5 million for Mm. charity, which is, you know, such a significant contribution. And I think even within the event, you know, first of all, this event since 2003 in the first three years has been able to raise $4.5 million for Mm. charity, which is, you know, such a significant contribution. And I think even within the event, it's you know, first of all, this event since 2003 in the first three years has been able to raise $4.5 million for mm. charity, which is, you know, such a significant contribution. And I think even within the event, it's, you know, first of all, this event since 2003 in the first three years has been able to raise $4.5 million for mm. charity, which is, you know, such a significant contribution. And I think even within the event itself, for example, this year we brought on board Stop and Shop as our officially, official right. grocery store chain. And through Stop and Shop, we created a one-day event. Um, We brought in their vendors. We created a pro-am. We ended up hosting 451 golfers across four um, golf courses in in the Boston area. And in one day, day we were able to raise a million dollars for charity. That's great. It's fabulous. I mean, it really is. What I loved most about um, the, the way that the DVC was set up uh, during the tournaments is that each of the sponsors had their own area, whether it was you know, a tent or they hosted the dinner or they, you know, they did something, but it was very prominently placed. Absolutely. Around the course. And it was great because everybody knew who the sponsors were. That, that's you know that's that's part of it certainly from the brand visibility aspect. Um, obviously, Deutsche Bank as the title is really going to be your you know the dominant sure. brand there, and and you, their mark you know you can see it from the blue and white, um, a lot of the traditional coloring, etc. But uh, the EMCs, the State Street, um, Price Waterhouse Coopers, Mass Lottery was on board this year. They also did a community integration where they recognized 351 individuals in the state of Massachusetts who have contributed to their communities through golf and sports whether it be through organizing a golf tournament, a charity fundraiser, or, um, you know, folks that have been coaching the game for many years, or just a number of really neat programs um, mm-hmm. have come out, you know, through the event, and just every year it, it seems to be getting better and better. It's, it's awesome. How, how are the charities decided upon, and, and how does that work with respect to FSG and also Deutsche Bank? Well, that that really is primarily between, um, obviously, the Tiger Woods Foundation being the principal benefiting sure. charity. Um, the Deutsche Bank um, Americas, the Deutsche Bank Foundation, um, has uh, there is a, a committee that's dedicated to um, identifying um, potential prospective uh, charities that are involved, and there is a, a selection process and a criteria that is involved. Um, it's they're really youth-based programs, community-based programs that are de- dedicating to kind of enriching the lives of of today's youth. So it's it's a combination really of um, a selection process through Deutsche Bank. I w- I would love your tips on keeping the relationship built and and congruent and happy between the sponsors and FSG and Deutsche, you know, how, yeah. how, how, how do you manage it? I mean, what are some tips, of, you know, that, that businesses and that also these, you know, more the, the organizational side of groups can Absolutely. really do to make sure that you build the business and build the strategy over the years so that you constantly have a happy client? 
Well, you have to listen to your client. You have to understand what they need to accomplish, what is driving their business, what are ultimately the goals that, you know, what's the measuring stick? What's the scorecard at the end of the day in terms of what kind of results you need to be able to accomplish? Nice analogy. You know, and, and ultimately, um, ultimately, I mean, I, you know, I've I've been in the industry for over twelve years, right? And, and because of you know more and more scrutiny, people really looking at sponsorship, how dollars are spent. You really have to work to exceed your clients' expectations. You have to over deliver. You have to be creative. You have to think about ways and, and added value opportunities that your companies um, can utilize the event, utilize the platform um, to reach employees, to reach new customers, to tie in a community charity. Be, charity piece, you really always have to challenge your think to challenge yourself to think about more and, and kind of think in the shoes of your client. Absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, just from a, a personal level, I have to ask you, how do you think the tournament went? Oh, I think it was awesome. Well, what was, were the highlights? The highlight was Tiger on 18. Oh. I mean, there's... <laughs> Nothing like, you know, how do you think VJ felt? He went to bed, he shot a 61, oh, set a course record. He's got a three-shot lead. He's coming down the hunt, wakes up on, on Sunday, you know, ready for a big day. And, you know, he still puts together a great round of golf, but, but Tiger still manages to outlast him and, and it makes it look easy. You know, you know that's, that's the most amazing thing. There were hundreds of thousands of people at that tournament. Um, and the day that I was there in particular, you always knew where Tiger was. You right, did. because you, really you saw the, the herds of people that traveled with him along. And you can't imagine that pressure. Oh. I mean, it, I, it, it's amazing. And so when you see him on the 18th and you see what he's just, you know, that he just, he just clinched it, and to do it in front of all those people, I can't even, the, the, his concentration level must be amazing. It, it truly is. He's, it's a phenom that we're watching. I mean, we're so fortunate oh. to be able to live in this era. I mean, you know, I grew up. Michael Jordan was sure. when we were <laughs> Absolutely. kids, and um, he sort of set the bar. I mean, I can countless championships. You can, you know, those kind of memories and those moments um, that he had of, of constantly just raising the bar and, and putting on this show and, and just performing at the highest possible level. And I think every time you think Tiger has reached a new all-time high, he has the ability to exceed that again. Mm-hmm. And it's so exciting to watch. It's so exciting to watch the fans watch and the interaction. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. And to uh, think about everything he's been through this year, I mean, with his dad, and, you know, it's, it's, it's been, a, it's been a, a tough year for him. It has. All things considered. And, you know, there were a lot of younger, well, I shouldn't say younger in terms of age when we're comparing it to Tiger here, but um, younger in terms of of playing the sport, uh, players who who joined the tournament this year, maybe some lesser-known names. We had, I mean, we had uh, Adam Scott obviously came back, who was defending champion right. um, from 2003. Excuse me, Olin Brown being back defending the champion from last year. Vijay Singh being in the field. Um, oh, was sure, also great. But players like Camilo Villegas, who yeah. um, young Colombian golfer, actually somebody that I had um, previously represented when I was at IMG, and just to see someone like that, kind of so dynamic, who you know, and Aaron Badley, some of the outfits that these guys had on from a fashion sense and just really kind of personality that's that's coming through and, and coming out in golf and do you see that uh, as a trend the I personality do. i do I, I love it i absolutely love it and it's it just it's, it's getting anything more in particular and, stick out to you more than others 
I, you know, Camillo, I, not to, to over, to, you know, the way he's kind of lines up his putt, he's kind of the, has this Spider-Man move. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but it's a wild, it's a great, it's a great move. He kind of gets down on all fours and he's practically <laughs> laying down on Someone's going to trademark that soon. Oh, no question about it. They literally call him sort of Spider-Man. Um, but the fashion, the colors that these guys are wearing, and it's it's just fun. It's fun to see a lot of kids out there. Um, I think it's it's continuing to to grow and and reach kind of a broader um, and. and the event itself has done a lot to really cultivate the kids. There's a, a kids' village. There are kids' zones which allow um, children to kind of walk up and, and have kind of front position so that they don't get lost behind everybody's legs and knees and they can't see behind the tall adults. So there are little things that you can do in golf tournaments that I think are so valuable in really opening up your audience. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back with Alex. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Alex a little bit more about uh, the PGA Tour players that she represented and also some of the business development in Latin America that's going on today. So stick with us. Life Tips on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Wizards, rainmakers, rock stars, gorillas, and gurus. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. Revenue Direct. Make more money. Period. Attend the Public Relations Event of the Year, the 2006 PRSA International Conference, benchmarking your public relations strategies with the best. Conference registration gets you insider access to dynamic speakers and unparalleled strategies and networking events. Register at PRSA.org to receive a $100 early bird discount off your registration. Qualified non-members will receive a bonus one-year PRSA membership. Visit PRSA.org for details. WebmasterRadio.fm, the official radio network of the 2006 PRSA International Conference. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe. Or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. WebmasterRadio.fm has set the barrier on 100% original programming. And now, we have raised the bar. We now give you three new reasons to listen to WebmasterRadio.fm. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Have your finger on the pulse of search engine marketing. On the Pulse with Barry Rusty Brick Schwartz. Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. Learn solutions on fixing your content and sponsor link troubles with the help of one of the largest web publishing sites on Life Tips. 
And Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, Susan Bratton is back with a brand new show talking to the most important names in digital marketing on Dishy Mix. The Pulse, Life Tips, and Dishy Mix. Catch your three new favorite radio shows exclusively on WebmasterRadio.fm. Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, welcome back to Life Tips. This is Melanie Nair, the editor of LifeTips.com, and today we are talking sports here on Life Tips and talking about the business of sports, and I'm joined with Alex Baldwin, the vice president of golf at Fenway Sports Group. Alex was just talking to us a little bit about the Deutsche Bank Championship that uh, rolled through Massachusetts uh, two weekends ago, right, Alex? Yeah, two weekends ago already. My God, Mm -hmm. where's the time gone? I know. Um, (laughs) But prior to uh, joining the Fenway Sports Group, Alex, uh, you were with a um, IMG, right? Correct. One of the nation's premier management companies, and within that capacity, you represented a lot of PGA Tour players. Yes, LPGA and PGA Tour players, actually. I worked with a lot of the women. Um, it was uh, an incredible experience. I was very lucky. I had an opportunity to... Well, that really uh, leads me into sort of what I wanted to talk about in this, you know, this, this second half of our segment, and that is really sort of like the women's role in what is usually a very male-dominated industry. Yeah, no. And, it's, it's, you know, how, how did you get involved? I, from a very young age, I mean, literally since I was in college, I did a number, I did an internship um, at IMG when I was a junior in college and just moved to Cleveland, kind of spent the summer and, and just really worked hard at learning the business. And yes, it, it's it's definitely a more male-dominated um, industry that I think is, is quickly really changing. And, um, it you know, it was... It, incredible experience um, in terms of being able to learn the business, um, directly working with clients and, and being out there, um, working with different companies and creating endorsement opportunities. And um, it's, you know, it's very entrepreneurial in a way. You, oh, you sort great. of have, you know, this opportunity. You, you go out, you recruit clients, you kind of develop um, your sort of stable, your, your group of, of, of players that you represent, and, and you have a great opportunity to be creative, to reach out to um, different companies. I, I worked with Lori Kane, who was originally from Canada, and, and a number of the different Canadian sponsors that we were able to develop programs with. Um, Camilla Villegas, I, I mentioned earlier, Marisa Baena, who was also from Colombia, represented a young Brazilian woman by the name of Candy Hanneman, who went to Duke okay. University. Yeah. And it's um, I mean, they're exceptional people. They also have um, an incredible ability to use the game of golf to develop relationships for themselves. And, and the pro-am, you know, these athletes are just so accustomed to being around these professionals and um, interfacing with them, creating experiences, memorable experiences for them. So it's, One that sticks out in particular? Eh, one that, oh, boy, there are a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, going to Evian, France for the LPGA tournament um, back oh, in wow. I think, 2000, I went. You know, there's, you look at that Evian bottle and you see the skyline that's kind of etched into the bottle. There's nothing like seeing that from the golf course and, and looking up into the into the, um, the mountains of Switzerland. Um, it's 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 a tremendous sport. It's become so international. It's become so mm-hmm. diversified, um, and and business opportunities around that are are, are so 
you know, ample. It's, it's Do you think that businesses are, are, are starting to open the doors up a little bit to more diversity within sports? Um, and, you know, especially the, more of these male-dominated or typically male-dominated sports like basketball, like boxing, like golf. Um, we're, we're now we've got more of the LGPA um, players, and you also manage the company's business development in Latin America. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, how does that work with, with big business? Is it, yeah. are, is, are they opening their doors more and embracing the idea of it? I think they are. I mean, absolutely. I think they absolutely are, and I think there's it a certainly is a risk. Need. Yeah, I mean, there's a continued need to, to develop these programs. And one, actually, a program we're doing next week for one of the um, companies here based in Boston, Thompson Financial, sure. we're doing a, a women's golf program for them. Their CEO, Sharon Rollins, is a woman. She's um, originally from, she's British. She's an avid golfer herself. And she has an event down in New York that she runs. Um, she's a, a fundraising event, and she's very committed to helping to introduce women to the game of golf in a safe environment, mm-hmm. kind of take away some of the intimidation, kind of to help women sort of understand how it can be a business tool. It, the, the, the real kind of trick about golf is that, you know, you're putting the pressure on yourself to go out and sort of perform, you know, getting the ball on the green in two and, and oh, making a birdie putt. game. It, it's intense. Yeah, but you have to take that layer away from it. You have to have fun. You have to realize that everybody out there isn't really that great. You know, it's, um, <laughs> you know everybody has the shot. Even, you know, Brett Quigley during the Deutsche Bank Championship and I were yeah. talking, and he said to me, you know, for as great as Tiger Woods and his undisputed best player we've ever seen, mm-hmm. he still hits a lot of really bad shots. But it's his persistence, it's his kind of tenacity, and it's his ability to go find it and hit it again. And, you know, it's so reflective, I think, about life, and it's reflective of how we kind of handle challenges and how we kind of rise to certain occasions. Absolutely. More women need to believe in it, more women to be a little bit, we're we're hard on ourselves. I I, I think that we we tend to be much harder on ourselves than than guys are. And, and you know, like like you just said a a few minutes ago, you know, this is the age of entrepreneurship and what you do is so similar to, you know, you you really have to boost yourself up in the rankings and you have to do it. And women, I think, by nature, we get much more attached to really breaking through the glass ceiling that may or may not really be there anymore. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, you know, it's got to have fun out there. I think you absolutely um, you go out there where we're all kind of creating business opportunities and, and you know, just kind of developing business. And is business still done on the course like it was years ago? Is it still, I mean, you know, gone are the days of three martini lunches, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never had a three martini lunch. <laughs> I certainly would love one, but it hasn't quite crossed my radar screen yet. Um, yes, I think the golf course is still um, a place where it's a lot still the does place get to be. Done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I believe it. Well, what's coming up for this year? What do you have on tap? This what year, what can you we tell are... us about? Uh, well, we certainly are excited about what the future holds for 2007 with the Deutsche Bank Championship. I think being a part of the FedEx Cup, you know, the advent of the FedEx Cup, and also being part of the playoff, uh, the PGA Tour playoff system, which is going to be a new kind of inaugural um event or series of events. Obviously, Boston being such a great sports town, we will be in the company of Chicago, New York, and Atlanta in that four-week stretch, which I think will really change kind of the complexion of the event and will change kind of how the players come to this market and and come to compete. And, and, you know, there's $10 bucks on the line through FedEx. 
mm-hmm. through the FedEx Cup Series and just really raises the bar um, and, and brings an added level of excitement. We're continuing to do a number of great corporate programs with some great clients, uh, you know, Thompson Financial next week and uh, EMC is another uh, client of ours. We're focused on some different customer events and just going to continue to grow the business. Super. Yeah, it's fun. Super. Hopefully I can well, get you out is- on the golf course. I <laughs> I enjoyed my time on the golf course two weeks ago in the hospitality area. There you go. There that you was, go. There's... That was great. It was great over there. <laughs> no, you know, it was my first. I was I was talking to Byron when I got back, um, you know, fr- from the tournament that day, and it was really it was my first time actually watching a pro tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was absolutely blown away by the complexity and the intensity of what goes into this game. Yeah, it's it's amazing to think that that little ball doesn't move. It's stationary, and the only moving part is kind of is the person, is the swing, and it's um, and the you know just the distance, the creativity, what you can do with shots, where you can hit them, how you can hit them, right. how each player. You know, a lot of people talk about you know the game of golf, you know the bombers golf course, just hitting it far, but there's a lot more to the game than just hitting it far. And you know what I'm completely amazed by is all the sponsorships for the caddies and the golfers themselves. Oh, I know. Isn't it amazing? Stevie Williams and his Valvoline. Did you notice uh, that? Oh, my God. It's, it's like it's NASCAR on the golf course. It's, uh, it's, it's insane. It's great. I mean, they've just got everything going on. It's fascinating. I mean, the life of a tour professional, whether you're PGA Tour professional or LPGA, it's, um, you know, you're an independent contractor. You go out there, you tee it up January 1 of the new year, and <laughs> right. you are start, you're starting at zero. And you essentially have an agent or yourself where you go out, you develop corporate relationships, you represent different brands, and you participate in hospitality events, walkthroughs, speaking engagements, um, and you also, week in, week out, you know, you're you're going out there and and making your, you know, it's not like a team athlete where you have a a set salary, whether you're injured, not injured, you show up or you don't show up, um, you get paid. I mean, these guys are on their own. It's a business. uh, It is. It's a fascinating business. It really is. Uh, now, you know, like like I was saying, one of the things that you've done earlier was kind of create the development in Latin America. What's to come on the international side of all of this? Any thoughts on, aside from the Ryder Cup? Uh, oh, China. I think, oh, you know, really? what's happening in golf in China is absolutely incredible um, in terms of golf course development itself. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see kind of how the different tours um, the, the fluctuation of different kind of nationalities um, of players that come in. You know, the women's tour, really, the Asian players, Korean, J- Japanese, kind of a lot of these young phenoms that are coming up through the ranks and how um, it's really impressive how this game really is truly international. You look at the LPGA Tour schedule, they go to Thailand, they go to Japan, uh, they go to South Africa, they're in Europe, um, Korea, you know, parts of the United States, they're in Mexico, they're in Canada. You know, that's a world tour. Um, and, and, you know, these women have the, the audience to support them all, you know, all across these, you know, five continents in Australia, etc. So it's it's very impressive how the game continues to grow on a, on a national on an international level. Excuse me. Oh, well, let's hear it for the ladies. Yeah, that's Michelle fantastic. Lee, Paula Creamer. I mean, it's we've got some great things to come with the LPGA that's great. Tour. Before we let you go, uh, Alex, let's let me ask you about your top five tips for businesses to get involved in some of these corporate sponsorships and sports and on the courses. 
top five tips. I think it's understanding how, um, understanding kind of the depth, I think, that exists within sports sponsorship these days. It's not only about putting a sign up anymore. It's really about um, integrated programs that have media components, that have charity components, community integrations. Um, there is just, there's a lot of, of great kind of activation opportunities out there. Um, I think it's it's really kind of looking beyond what the obvious what the traditional quote-unquote sponsorship has been. Um, and it's really understanding and, and conveying your objectives and needs and, and how that can be translated creatively into um, an integrated program. Wonderful. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Thank this was you a pleasure to have me. you on, and it was a pleasure to be down at the TPC a couple weeks ago. I had an awesome time, um, and I certainly look forward to seeing you again very soon, and I hope you'll come back and join us again soon. I would love to, and we'll get you out on the golf course before the, the winter chill comes. Well, that would be ideal. All I right, think Melanie. Byron took the day off, I should take the day off next week and go golfing. I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> I, absolutely. Thanks, Alex. I no, appreciate take care, it. Melanie. All right. Thank take you. care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to be back soon, and when we come back, we're going to have David Scott, who is a frequent contributor on numerous national and local radio shows, um, talking about what's new in sports online, everything from blogging to uh, fantasy football. We'll be right back. Thanks. Life Tips on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Google AdSense. How do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genienose.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. Genienose has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. With over 30,000 clients and eight years of experience, West Host is not your basement hosting company. Starting at $3.95 a month, West Host offers the lowest price virtual private server technology in the industry, yet they don't sacrifice their world-class data center or superior 24-7 client support. Sign up at westhost.com today and get the hosting technology and real support your business needs at prices you can't find from other hosts. Westhost.com. That's westhost.com. W-E-S-T. HOST.com. When you expect more from your web host. Captain's Log, Stardate 8130.3. Starship Enterprise on training mission to Gamma Hydra, Section 14. Identify for retina scan. It's Monty Khan. Khan, you've got Genesis. But you don't have me. 
You are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. The masses are starting to get online and get their identities and find new ways to make money in the marketplace, and I think they're all aiming their guns. You have a tendency to express ideas in military terms, Mr. Khan. This is a social occasion. Well, they are party animals. They do throw uh, some of the best parties in our industry, that's for sure. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. Crude methods, but effective. We posted our booth up next to uh, a booth that's giving away beer. How appropriate that is for you guys, huh? Hey, I've taken care of everything. Now, all y'all got to do is just relax. Doctor's orders. If I don't see you next week, I'll see you in two weeks from now. Same time, same place. Khan, how do we know you'll keep your word? I promise you. Be the master of your domain. Khan! <laughs> Don't incur the wrath of Khan. Listen to Domain Masters, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on webmasterradio.fm. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. Webmasterradio.fm. And hey, Mac, we're here for you, too. And now, back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hi, this is Melanie Nayer. I'm back with the Life Tips show, and today we're talking about sports and sports online and sports marketing, and uh, I am now joined with David Scott. David has been a frequent contributor on numerous national and radio local shows for several national cable networks, including Fox News Channel and CNN. Um, and he has also been featured in sports' nationally syndicated television specials um, on CBS as well as a few different cable outlets. And welcome, David. We're excited to have you here. Thanks, Melanie. Excited to be here. This is a whole new uh, avenue for me. A whole new avenue for you, isn't it? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, it's not sort of, because we are online radio, so you can sort of blend the two. Great. (laughs) There's a way to make it all come together. So, you know, David, we just got off the phone with Alex Baldwin, and she was our our first guest, and we talked a lot about the DBC last, uh, over Labor Day weekend. Sure. Um, And it was, what she said to, tiger, tiger, tiger. <laughs> yeah, I and think I know she missed a few tigers in there. Yeah, no question. I think it was tiger, 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 <laughs> and uh, and on and on. He is the name. I mean, he is what golf is uh, resting on right now and for the foreseeable future. And we got a taste of that in Boston with the uh, the Deutsche Bank uh, Classic that, that completed on Labor Day. It was a good field. It wasn't a great field. But having Tiger makes it a sensational field, if that makes any sense. Oh, it's it's absolutely perfect, and you gotta love it that it's in Boston. I mean, it just gives the city such a boost. Oh, no question, the, and the especially PG... for corporate sponsorships, which is what Alex and I were talking about. Oh, absolutely, and, you know, and you saw when we walked around the grounds there. I mean, it is a, a corporate meeting place. It's All a the big names place. are there. Absolutely, no but you know, at the same respect, that just adds such a level of, you know networking capabilities for for small and big businesses alike to really come together on the course and on the green. Yeah, and I think as we walked around, we also saw that. It, there was a lot of business wrangling going on, I think, as you walk from T to T, and, and most of the galleries were following Tiger, but I think you, you saw a lot of business people doing business at the event, and uh, what better way to, to do business than on a glorious day, on a beautiful course, and uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's, the, uh, it's the way that business is done in the sports world, and in, for me, it's it's a great way to do business because you get to include some pleasure with it. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And now that the DBC is, is done and over and, you know, Tiger is here and gone, we're on to the Ryder Cup. Absolutely, and uh, it's always interesting to see how the international events play back here in the States, and, and although this is an alternating event where they go uh, to the U.S. And, and then over to Europe uh, on a yearly rotational basis, it, it always seems to get less attention when it is over in Europe, and this year it is in Ireland, and uh, again, Tiger is on such a roll that he's going to make this an event that has to be talked about and, and covered and, and certainly watched uh, on USA and NBC, but I think more than that, it is uh, a testament to, to what Tiger brings when you have him on your, your dance card, so to speak. But the Americans have not usually done well. No, they're uh, losing four of the last five, in fact. If you remember back, uh, I guess it was the end of the 90s in Brookline, uh, we had that fabulous Sunday finish. And, and that kind of reinvigorated the Ryder Cup as a whole. And yep. then it got sidetracked, as so many things did with uh September 11th and 2001. Yeah. That year was actually postponed, which is why we're now on the uh, even-year schedule for the Ryder Cup. So uh, it has lost some steam since then, but again, once you have Tiger, and his record in the event is not uh, very good. I think he's only got seven clear wins, seven and seven eleven, and some ties. So uh, he seems to thrive under situations where he controls his own destiny rather than relying on maybe some teammates. So always an interesting juxtaposition when, when Tiger's with a team instead of by himself because he's blowing away <laughs> the field. Where's that message? You know, is that the when, when you're talking about individual versus, versus team and when, you, when you're doing the Ryder Cup, you are playing in a team. How does that play out internationally? Well, I think the, the Europeans seem to be more able to adapt to that style of play, and it probably goes back to the selfish <laughs> ways of Americans and Tiger in general. Uh, he he probably has a little more venom in his in his blood when it's uh, just his name that's going to be on the trophy rather than the USA. And you know, sure. sometimes it it, uh, it makes you go a little harder when you're wearing that USA. I'm not sure that, that Tiger's one of the guys that, that that's nah. true for. <laughs> I think he's a great team player. He did buy his wife a new yacht. Yeah. Well, well, for that team, he's doing well, you but uh, I think I'll, we know who I the captain of that team is, too, and the captain of the yacht is probably the wife as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to any of the international uh, games? Uh, I did go to Brookline when they were here, not on the final Sunday, which was sort of the, the miraculous day when they made the comeback. But I have you been the... overseas? Because I'd be interested to see what sort of business development and sponsorship opportunities are like overseas versus what it's like here in America. Right. I, I never have been to those events, but knowing what the Olympic uh, events are like, yeah. they, they all use the same model. It's all uh, uh, very heavy corporate sponsors with the tents and the uh, suites and the skyboxes on the 18th green and all that. Um, it doesn't take long to copy a successful model. And, and to be honest, I think the Europeans were probably doing it a little bit ahead of us just in terms of the Asian market. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about marketing when it comes down to some of these um, more challenging, if you will, tournaments. Right. Um, you know, and, and the best way that businesses can really go about marketing their sponsorships to readers. Right. Well, I, I think the, the key thing for anyone who's going to get involved with a sports organization is first and foremost, make sure that they're reputable if it's a team. You know, if you want to be associated with a team, you'd rather be associated with the Boston Red Sox than the Kansas City Royals because the Boston Red Sox <laughs> have tradition and the Kansas City Royals have absolutely nothing. Well, I don't know nothing. about this year, though, David. <laughs> okay, all in general. After the <laughs> in general. But I think, and it's, a, it's perfect that we're having this discussion now, the first week after the NFL uh, kickoff, and you saw the immense 
oversaturation of the NFL corporate uh, sponsors. I mean, right. it's really to the point of nausea, and, and sometimes you wonder if they sell their soul a little bit. But really, the Coors Light commercials, all the trucks that they're selling, and and but what it's happens? It's like the Super Bowl every Sunday. Right, and they've really made that opening Thursday night, which is now a, a huge event for them. They've made that a, a Super Bowl-like event. It goes from two different locations. You have a band in one location, the game in the other location, and you're previewing the whole season. It's really a uh, the NFL better than any league that I've ever seen or been associated with markets itself to the hilt, and they do it through smart smart marketing with a, a, a twist that says, if you're with us, you're with good people. And I think that's what they've done more so than Major League Baseball, which has been tainted by the steroids. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and the hockey, which was tainted, obviously, by the, uh, the, the, lockout. the lockout. And the NBA, right. which had a bounce back from losing Michael Jordan. Right. And in Patriots news, do we even <laughs> dare? Uh, I mean, the Patriots have proven, I think Bob Kraft and, and Jonathan especially, his son who, who really runs the marketing, they've proven to be leaders in the NFL in what they've done with their website especially. They were doing video web updates as far back as seven years ago. It was unheard of. People didn't even have the technology to use it, but they were ready when it, people were ready, and now they're so far ahead of everyone. So I think the Patriots are a perfect example. And you, and you go to a, a game at Foxborough, and you see all the signage there that uh, is with their corporate sponsors, and uh, it, it's important to be part of them and be part of a championship tradition. And that, again, that goes back to picking who you partner up with and being wise about it. Absolutely. Before uh, we had to break, I just have to get your thoughts on the bran- on, on Dion. Well, you know, with Dion Branch making the decision to hold out, and uh, it was purely a business decision. He said he had to feed his family, although I could have fed his family on the one point really. he was going to get. But it, it really it became a classic power struggle between uh, an organization that is steadfast against overpaying and a player who believed his value was more. Let's remember one thing when we talk about this, Melanie. Dion Branch was still under contract. Most of the times when these things happen, it involves a free agent. Dion yep. Branch wasn't a free agent. Okay. So he wasn't living up to his contract. That tells you a little bit about how he went about and did this. But he winds up in Seattle, gets the big bucks, and the best thing for the Patriots is they never see Seattle. If, if ever, it's uh, once a year and then maybe in the Super Bowl. So Absolutely. He's out this of should there be here interesting. Out on the West Coast. Well, you know, hey. He's going to be a big coffee drinker. You know, Dion had a lot of endorsements <laughs> around these parts. It'll be interesting to see how that Starbucks translated starts in Seattle. endorsing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to be right back. We're going to take a quick bake, and uh, we'll be back with David, and we're going to talk a little bit more about online sports and online sports sites. Stay tuned. Life Tips on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Drop into the Webmaster chat room. Webmasterradio.fm. Clothing is optional. Webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. 
Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Dishy Mix, the soap opera for the Internet Society. Susan Bratton dishes up delicious news and gossip while interviewing the glitterati of the Web 2.0 world. Dishy Mix, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, this is Melanie Nair. I'm back at Life Tips, and we are talking today about sports marketing and what's happening out there in the internet world in terms of sports. And I'm joined today with David Scott. David has been a, a frequent contributor on numerous national and local radio shows and for several national cable networks, including Fox News Channel and CNN. Um, and he is also a contributing writer to major monthly magazines, including Men's Fitness, Men's Health, Tennis Magazine, Smash, Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated for Kids. Um, David, welcome back. Thanks, Melanie. This is, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm uh, happy to, to join up with you guys. Oh, this is great. We're excited to have you here. And, you know, one of the things I really want to jump into now, because as, it, as, as the leaves are turning here in New England and we're, we're looking on that landscape, that is football. <laughs> you it can also smell it, becomes, with the leaves, the <laughs> which, which I couldn't be more happy about, I have Absolutely. to be honest. Um, <laughs> but it also brings up a whole other world of online sports, and fantasy football is one of them. Absolutely. You know, Fan- let's talk a little bit today about trends in fantasy football, what's going on. Well, it's actually been a, a really uh, vibrant time for the industry, and, and it is an industry. If you think that this is just uh, people locked up in their parents' basements, you, you need to uh, get into the 21st century because the fantasy uh, empire is, is a billion with a B dollar business, and it actually has uh, just encountered some resistance from one of the major sports organizations. And uh, if you've been following it all, I think you might have seen some news about Major League We're Baseball. We're talking about baseball, right. Yeah, talk Absolutely. a little bit about that. Well, what happened was Major League Baseball started to realize they were losing some revenue from a lot of these other uh, websites that are doing fantasy sports, mm-hmm. most of which comes from Yahoo Sports, which has an unbelievable fantasy site, ESPN, of ESPN, course. ESPN, of course, right. Uh, NBC Sports started up, uh, tried to really build, trying to build their brand of, of uh, the web coverage that they're doing with some fantasy elements. So what happened was Major League Baseball realized that some of this uh, was was money that they were actually losing and felt that they should be making that money and tried to get a judge or, or the court system to say that their statistics and their players were their property and therefore not uh, uh, a 
available for public consumption without, of course, some big fees. Now, there Absolutely. are fees already in place, and, and they do collect some, but I think Major League Baseball saw that the pie had gotten so big they wanted more and, uh, and you know, a little bit more of the uh, topping and, and the inside fillings of that pie. So what happened was the courts uh, saw, as I believe they should have, that Major League Baseball doesn't own the stats. They don't own the rights to the players or the players' images, unless, of course, it's their own photography. And I think uh, what you saw was a major win for fantasy sports fans and for the fantasy sports industry, more importantly. They are now able to continue doing what they've been doing. And the biggest fantasy participation sport by far is the National Football League. And Absolutely. And that's the season that started last, year, last week. Let's, let's cross the line a little bit, though, and talk about sort of these, these more online betting arenas right. when it comes to online sports. I mean, right. where, and I, I where do, does a business draw the line? Yeah, I think the, uh, there is the, a need for a line of demarcation, and that line stops when you are starting to place bets, monetary wagers, setting up accounts. Usually there, there can be a structure in the fantasy sports where you pay a fee and enter the league, and maybe there's even a monetary reward at the end. That, to me, I don't consider the gambling that's going on uh, at the larger sites, BetUs.com, Sportsbook, and all the other ones that you see advertised during sporting events. Uh, I, I think that these are, are coming under much more scrutiny now, especially from the U.S. government. Most of them are based uh, offshore, uh, right. where they're kind of skirting the, the legal uh, limits of the U.S., allowing people to place bets outside the U.S., make their money that way. Uh, they're become, they're, Which they're, is a whole said, other issue. Absolutely. It's a, it's a huge legal mumbo-jumbo, and I'm right. not sure that the U.S. government is in any position right now to be fighting terrorism and the uh, threat of right, illegal bookmaking. Absolutely. Right, they should, they should probably focus on terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Let's talk about sort of the the, the marketing perspective right. of and, and these you, sports sites. Yeah, absolutely. When you you're talking it. about fantasy players, you know, what do you look for? And, and more importantly, especially for our readers and or our listeners, but our life tips readers who are oftentimes parents who have right. kids who are online looking at fantasy sites. What are some obvious tips to look for? Well, first off, the parents have to be happy that they're at fantasy sports sites and not fantasy girly picture sites. So that's, Fair enough. That's the first, the, Fair enough. The first bonus for, for your parent. Um, you just have to make sure that, that your uh, teenager, hopefully, at, at this point, you, you probably don't want anything younger than that using the, the fantasy sites because they are marketed to, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, gratuitous ads for either sure. beer or... or, or well, it uh, is marketed but, to a demographic, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. And, and the thing I think that uh, you, you want to look for is just make sure it's a reputable site. Yahoo obviously does a nice job. They uh, organize the league for you, and then it carries over. You can do your March Madness pool through them. They, they really do a nice job of keeping you informed of what their fantasy offerings are. But I think the, the most important thing is, is to understand who your children are doing <laughs> their, uh, their alleged gambling with or the beginnings of their gambling with. And, and just, you know, in the, in the end, and I've always said this whenever I wrote for Sports Illustrated, for kids, sports is a great learning tool for children. Absolutely. So if they're learning statistics, and by nature you learn geography, where's Green Bay, where's L.A., where's, where's, where are all these teams based, right. if they're using it in, and getting something out of it, I don't see any problem with it. Great, great. Um, <laughs> all right, well, you know what, I, I agree with you, and you know, it's just it's interesting because when you, you know, over the past couple years, and, and you've heard this too, you've written about this, is, you know, this like you were saying, a lot of these online sites, you know, it's targeted to a specific audience. Oh, absolutely. But so is the Super Bowl. So are their ads, you know. So are the corporate sponsors. 
Right. It's, it's very smart the way they do it. And you realize, uh, especially the, the college, when you're looking at the 18 to, say, 25-year-olds right. that are so highly coveted, this is such a great way to get to them. I, you know, w- when I was back in New York City and, we worked in, and I worked in an office setting, there was probably three or four different leagues set up just within a small office of 50 or 60 people. You know, the, the, uh, the attraction for uh, that kind of sports fan and sports enthusiast and bottom line consumer is uh, overreaching. It really is for, for these uh, fantasy uh, participations. Yeah, and I think it's really fair to say that when you have, you know, when you're working in a corporate environment and you're working with other, you know, staff members or employees that maybe you don't talk to all the time or you're working in a big area where you don't get to see everybody, coming together on something like this isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I met people, I remember, uh, in my office during March Madness. I didn't absolutely. know they even existed. <laughs> Yeah, the the one who was winning all the time was someone I didn't know worked in you know accounting or something, but somehow she liked uh, someone's mascot. And no, it really is. It's a social networking type of thing if you want <laughs> to go that far. Uh, and, and I think they do. Don't they create... do. That's not fair. <laughs> we don't always throw you know the darts at the map and say if I went to college here, that's the team I would pick. <laughs> that's not how it's done. Okay, that's not well, how it's done. See another life tip for me that I've just there cleaned. You go. Thank you. Thank and on you. that note, let's have some of your uh, life tips for this coming up season. Well, I, <laughs> I think the, the most important thing to do when you're looking for to become an educated football fan, which I think is what all this is about, everyone wants to know how their team is doing and yep. what, uh, what the, the hot team is, what the hot player is, just do your research. You know, Make sure, again, that you're going with sites that are reputable. You're listening to radio stations and uh, sports talk radio where the, the experts are truly experts and not some guy sitting around, again, in his mother's basement putting out uh, you know, blogs and, and newsletters. So trust your sources, know who your sources are, and uh, be prepared to be inundated because everything that comes at you in terms of your statistics and everything from the fantasy uh, football is going to be branded, and there's going to be sponsors trying to divert your attention from how many points Martin Gramatica scored this week to buying some more beer. So just have to pay attention, be aware of what you're doing, what you're getting yourself into, and, and be a smart consumer. Fabulous. Where can our listeners find you? Uh, I think the best spot right now is probably at bostonsportsmedia.com backslash shots. I have a lot of fun over there with a column called Scott Shots. Cool. And I kind of do some riffs on uh, local media, national media, and, and a lot of uh, marketing and, and what's going on in the, uh, in the commercial world. What are you writing about this week? This week we have, uh, that's a good question, <laughs> we have some goings-on Oh, I remember TNA. those days <laughs> as a reporter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thursday night, I usually come up with what's yeah. going to be in for Friday morning. No, uh, CN8 down here uh, in the Boston market has rebranded itself, relaunched as uh, in all facets, not just at sports programming, but I'm going to focus on the sports programming. They've uh, taken a show called Out of Bounds and turned it into two different shows, one done from Philadelphia and one done from here in Boston. And I think the one in Boston has a lot of catching up to do, and uh, that'll be some of what I talk about this week at Scott Shots at bostonsportsmedia.com. Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us, David. Melody, it's great. a pleasure. I hope uh, I even hope when Byron comes back, we can, we can do this again, even with Byron around. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks <laughs> so much for coming on the show. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Melanie. Be well. Take care.
All right. Thanks so much for listening to Life Tips today. This is Melanie Nair, the editor of lifetips.com. I hope you enjoyed the show on sports marketing. And next week, Byron will be back and we'll go back into the SEO world and talk a little bit more about SEO strategies and content. Take care until then. Learning how to monetize your domains, zero dollars. Listening to affiliate marketing tips on your iPod, zero dollars. Getting the latest search news on your cell phone, zero dollars. Listening to Dave N. talk about garlic breath, well, worthless. Webmasterradio.fm, we're everywhere.